What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another edition of Weapons Hot Mission Briefs here on the Northeast Streaming Sports Network. I'm your host, CJ the Painkiller D. Simone. And tonight, we're going to talk about a couple of things, as you can see from the agenda. Jets finally break the losing streak with the New England Patriots. Uh, ending the season on a high note, uh, which was good. Joe Douglas finally got to address the media in regards to the 2023 season, which was also good. Uh, I'm going to be playing a little bit of that con that uh, press conference for you tonight because I have my thoughts, especially about what was said within the first two minutes. Um, and that's pretty much all I'm going to be playing for you because the first after the first two minutes of the press conference, that was pretty much all I needed to hear. So even though I watched the whole thing and then I watched it again and I watched it again because I'm nuts, um, you know, it, it's something for me that that need that needed to get done, believe it or not. So, <clears throat> so in any event, let's kick it off. All right. So Jets beat the New England Patriots in the snow up at Foxborough. Um, basically this was a tight game until pretty much the, the close to the end of the fourth quarter where the Jets just kind of broke it open. Brees Hall had a tremendous day. Garrett Wilson had a couple catches, but also had some difficulty catching the ball. Jets defense doing what the Jets defense does, which is basically shut down the opposition. Bailey Zappi really did not have the opportunity to really make too many plays down the field. Um, so even though Zappi is a rather mobile quarterback, uh, he really didn't do too much damage as I would have expected because personally, to be honest with you, I had no idea this game was going to be played in the snow. So I was expecting, you know, just a real, uh, a real slugfest between two teams that really just don't like each other. And Bill Belichick knows that he was he was pretty much out the door. That was his last game uh, as head coach of the New England Patriots. Uh, it was actually announced this past Thursday that Belichick is no longer uh, Belichick and Kraft have agreed to mutually part ways, and the Patriots went ahead and they hired Gerard Mayo as their new head coach. So we'll talk about that later in the in the off season. When uh, we we start breaking down our division rivals in the No Thy Enemy series and also in the AFC Summit, which uh, I plan to be putting together at some point in the offseason. Got a few things I'm going to be putting together for weapon top mission briefs in the uh, in in this offseason. So you're going to be seeing a few things here and there. Again, I'd like to thank Mac and company for from uh, NESS uh, for giving me the opportunity, giving me this platform. Well, actually, basically giving me the opportunity to put my show on this platform to get it out there. Um, I appreciate those of you that watch. I appreciate those of you that watch me every single week, that comment. Um, again, we got a new email. Um, so if you guys have any questions or any topics that you want me to talk about on the show, um, the email is missionbriefshow at gmail.com. I'll actually make a little banner at some point and put it up there so that way, you know, if you guys have a question that you want me to ask or whatever, uh, it'll be, I'll be more than happy to get that out there for you. So that being said, 
There's really nothing more to talk about about this Jets-Patriots game. Uh, it was something that needed to happen. Now, I know that there were a lot of Jets fans who were pissed off because if you listen to the fifth quarter show on uh, – 98.7 ESPN after the game was done, a lot of people a, a lot of people were mad. A lot of people were mad that the Jets won this game. And, you know, I go back and forth with uh, with one of the followers of the show, Mr. Scott Gleesby, and he and I went, went at it after the game. And basically we went at it because he didn't agree with the Jets winning this game. He felt like they should have threw the game because of draft positioning. And I felt like, fuck draft positioning. This is a team that, from Bill Belichick, from the moment that he's coached this team, we have not been able to beat no matter how bad they were. No, no matter how on their back they were, the Patriots always found a way to always found a way to beat the Jets, always found a way to spit in the Jets' face. Belichick always found a way to say, fuck you to the New York Jets and the New York Jets organization. All right. So it was nice to get a little bit of payback knowing that Bill is out the door and that we don't have to deal with his fucking old ass anymore and get one back. And it's kind of funny because I never really thought about it until this was brought up. Bill Belichick's first game against the New York Jets as head coach, we beat him. Now, Bill Belichick's last game as Patriots head coach, the Jets beat him. Problem is, in between, there were more Patriot victories than there were Jets victories. So, hopefully now, this will be the start of this franchise being able to turn the corner and actually really starting to make some noise in the AFC East. But before they do that, they got a lot of fucking work to do in their house. Now, I'm going to be covering a, a lot of the work that needs to get done in the New York Jets house as the weeks go on. I'm going to be picking a different part of the defense, different part of the offense. We're going to talk free agents, potential free agents that maybe could come to the Jets, potential free agents that I would like for the Jets to go after, which it would be nice. So there's plenty of things on the horizon. There's going to be plenty of football content for us to be able to, to keep the conversation going so you guys can chat amongst yourselves or figure out if you guys have a different opinion or not, which would be good because if you do have a different opinion, I would love to hear it. Um, if you guys have any questions, I would love to answer them here on the air. So, you know, sometimes it's, it, it, it's hard because this show is uh, primarily on Roku TV and I don't know exactly how many people actually have Roku TV out there. So I'm hoping that, you know, if there, if Roku does give you the ability to uh, to share the show or, or be able to comment on the show, that would be great. So because I really would love to hear what you guys have to say. And I really would love to answer some of those questions. Okay. So in a nutshell, let's wrap up the Jets-Patriots game in a bow. Jets finished the season on a high note, which is good. Second consecutive year, they finished with a record of 7-10. and 10. Not very good for Robert Sala, but he did say that a lot of people within the locker room, a lot of the players in the locker room, after this Patriots game, they were happy, they were excited, they were glad to get this monkey off their back, 
They were glad to be able to give something to the fan base, something to say, like, please don't give up on us. You know, we still want to want to win for you guys. We still want to win for us. So it, it was nice. It was nice to see a good effort put forth. Now, it was a sloppy game. It was an ugly game. But you know what? You get the W any way that you can. So that being said, the New York Jets season is over. And now we can start sifting through the wreckage. So one place that we start sifting through the wreckage, of course. Joe Douglas had his end-of-the-year press conference. Now, if you haven't gotten the opportunity to go and check it out, I please encourage you to go do so. I'm not going to spoil everything here. I am not going to play the entire press conference here on this show. But I am going to play the first couple of minutes because there were things that were said that caught my attention, which I am going to comment on. So let's go ahead. And I want to play this clip for you here. This is Joe Douglas's 2023 postseason press conference, which was fought, which happened five days ago. Okay, so I'm going to stop it right here. During the exit interviews, he talked about reflection, right? Okay. If there is one fucking person who needs to do any fucking reflection, it is the man who is speaking right now. Now, don't get me wrong. I am not a Joe Douglas hater. I love Joe Douglas. I love the fact that he wants to come here and turn this franchise into a winner. That being said, some of the decisions that he's made left me scratch, leave me scratching my head. So if we're going to talk about reflecting, okay, then what you need to do is you need to take a look at the past five years of your fucking body of work right now, okay, or past four years, and you need to do a better job. Because when Gates was here, this fucking place was a dumpster fire. Robert Sala's first year, we all were just hoping that you were going to put together a, a competitive football team. The season before that, the season, last season, should I say, because even though this season is over, last season, you had a team with an opportunity with the play, to go to the playoffs, and then you still had issues at quarterback. And then there was the Mike White bullshit and all the other stuff and blah, blah, blah. And now we fast forward to this season. Okay? You went and you addressed the quarterback position. Yes, you brought in Aaron Rodgers. 
The Aaron Rodgers experiment ended four plays into the 2023 season. So what did we decide to do? We decided to roll the fucking dice again with the same person who gave us the agenda and gave gave us the frustration and got benched last year in favor of Mike White, Mr. Zach Wilson. Okay? Now, he had a couple games in which he played. He showed flashes that maybe he could do some damage here. But then there were other games where he looked like he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. And I know that you're going to talk about skill position, lack of skill position players, injuries on the offensive line, the offensive line not being that great. And, and I get it. There's plenty of excuses to be thrown around. But eventually, as a quarterback, you need to figure it out. And I'm sorry, Zach Wilson just didn't fucking figure it out. He didn't. So on Joe Douglas's reflection comment, maybe he's the one who needs to go on the fucking darkness retreat, the darkness retreat, okay, and figure out how it is that he could be a better general manager. Maybe he needs to put Ozzie Newsom back on speed dial and say, dude, I'm drowning here. Can you help me out? You got any tips? Let Ozzy fucking uh, uh, give him uh, give him a couple of points here and there. All right. So let's continue on. That right there is the entire statement of the fucking press conference. Joe Douglas stepping up to the plate and taking ownership and saying, this is on me. This is something that I went on Nikki Shine's show and Jeremy uh, Jeremy Cravat's show, Jets Chaos. It, it was a few weeks back, okay, where I completely went off the fucking rails and said, I'm sorry. This is unacceptable. Nick was trying to downplay it, saying, oh, you know, it's just hard for the Jets to overcome all of the all, all of the injuries, and I can't blame them, and I can't be upset. Bullshit. Bullshit. Because you know what? There are other fucking teams in the NFL that are finding ways with the amount of injuries that they fucking have. Some of them have more injuries than the fucking New York Jets do, and they still find a way to be competitive. And the fact that this team can't fucking find a way to be competitive, yeah, that's a problem. And I don't give a shit what side of the fence you sit on. Whether you think he, whether you think it's not fair to criticize him, or whether you fucking hate Joe Douglas and you wish his happy ass was fired. Everybody should agree, regardless of whatever side you sit on, whatever faction you're fucking affiliated with, all right? That things need to change. That things need to be upgraded. That things need to be fixed. That contingency plans need to be put into place. And the only fucking person that can do it is the man who's speaking right now. All right, so let's continue. 
not repeating the decisions. Okay, let's let, let's 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 stop there for just a moment. How about not getting your fucking offensive lineman from the bargain bin? Okay. How about not getting offensive linemen with severe injury his with severe injury risks in history? How about opening up the fucking checkbook and getting those top line offensive linemen that are that hit free agency? Top line offensive linemen almost never hit free agency. We saw it a couple of times in years past. Mitch Morse, Jack Conklin, or yeah, Jack Conklin, the dude who went to, to fucking Cleveland. All right. A couple other guys that I can't that, that I can't think of. Oh, Ryan Jensen. He was another one. Okay. There were people who put out a list. These are the top five offensive linemen that are hitting free agency. The Jets should go after all five of them. So if you got to overpay by a million, two million, you fucking do it. All right? For years, general managers who came before Joe Douglas have been paying what's known as the jet tax. Why? Because people are not going to come to the New York Jets to fucking play. Because the New York Jets are a mediocre organization with a non-history of winning. Instead, they have the opposite. They have a history of losing. And losing has been accepted within this franchise for a very fucking long time. And that shit and that fucking mentality needs to stop. Point blank period, the end. And the only way it's going to stop is if this man who's speaking sits down with Woody Johnson and says, I need to do my fucking job. Okay? It's already common knowledge, although it hasn't been released to the press. Okay, but I have it on good authority and good sources, and the source that I have, I fucking trust. Okay? Zach Wilson was not Joe Douglas's pick. It was not Robert Sala's pick. Robert Sala wanted to go, uh, Robert Sala, Joe Douglas, wanted to get an offensive lineman. They were looking at Icky Iquano. And I believe, and um, there, there was somebody else that they were looking at as well. They wanted an offensive lineman because they knew those offensive linemen that were coming out of that draft they were going to be good. They were going to be good offensive linemen. And the Jets had what's the Jets' biggest problem? Offensive line. So let's continue. Okay, so I'm going to stop it there for a second. Now, Joe Douglas feels overall that the Jets are not that far away. 
I disagree. And the reason why I disagree is because, again, offensive line still needs to be addressed. You still need one or two more, one or two more um, skill position players to assist Garrett Wilson. You're probably going to need another running back, even though I personally would feel comfortable with the running back trio of the kid that they signed. I forgot the fucking kid's name. They grabbed him off of somebody's practice squad, or he was on the practice squad, or whatever. But they signed his happy ass to uh, a fucking two-year deal, or, or whatever. Uh, what the whatever the high pay grade is for the taxi squad. All right, you got Izzy Abanaconda and you've got fucking Brees Hall. To me, those three running backs right there, plus you've got fullback Nick Barden, you find a way to fucking bring him back. You can fortify that backfield. But you know what? That backfield is not going to be able to do shit until you fix the fucking offensive line. Because let's keep something in mind here, people. You got a 40-year-old quarterback coming back next year off of of an Achilles injury. All right? This quarterback is not that mobile to begin with. So you are going to need to be able to give him a second or two more than the shit that we watched this year. Okay? So... Let me just play a little bit more, and then we're going to finish up. Thank you! Okay, I'm glad that that was the first fucking question that was addressed. The reason being is because, and I described this on the sports show, that I am with the Northeast Professional Sports Show on Wednesday nights at 6 o'clock that I'm on with, um, I'm always invited on with the with the panel. That I work with, with Mac, with Sonia, with Pags, with Keith, uh, uh, Jimmy Jeffcoat. I mean, absolutely fucking star-studded panel that that uh that I'm privileged and honored to to be a part of. This is something that I brought up, and what I brought up was when Aaron Rodgers got hurt. It's like the Jets were in that car, two hands on the steering wheel. Okay? You're driving in the snow. 
You know that the ground, the road is snowy. The plow has to come through in, in a little bit. So you're driving through that snow. So what are you doing? You're not driving fast, right? You're driving slow, but sometimes you get those spots where you feel like the car is going to fucking get away from you a little bit. So you hold on to the steering wheel real tight until your knuckles start turning white. That's the equivalent of what the New York Jets did the moment Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Because they were praying, praying that Zach Wilson was going to get them through the fucking season. And I'm glad that that question was fucking asked. And again, I told you guys, I'm not going to play the whole press conference. There were snippets. This was the first thing for me that I wanted to bring up because this is what I took out of it. So I'm happy that Joe Douglas took uh, took his lumps. And he did. He stood up there and he owned it. And you got to give him props for that. But it's one thing to stand up there and to say, it's on me. It's another thing for you to go and correct it. So now the onus is going to be on him this fucking offseason to fix it. Because if it doesn't get fixed, guess what's going to happen at the end of next season? There's probably going to be a fucking clearinghouse. Okay? Which means JD's out. Sal is out. The whole fucking coaching staff is out. Everybody's out. And I'm sure they'll find a way to fucking get out of Aaron Rodgers' contract too. Which I don't blame them if they did. Especially if shit fucking went south. All right? So with that, you take what you want from it. There were also some player interviews, which I got to listen to. I didn't get to listen to all of them. There's still more that I want to listen to. So before I give my opinion on the player interviews, I want to do a little bit more research on that so I can give you a more clear and concise opinion on it. Because I only got to listen to a couple. I didn't get to listen to them all. So, but like I said, these are going to be topics that are going to be brought brought up in the weeks to come here on Weapon Top Mission Breeze. Okay. Now, I got about a little less than three minutes left to go on the show. So really quick, I'm pretty much done talking about the Jets for tonight, but I do want to tell you what's on the agenda. Even my dog's excited about it, too. Weapon Top Mission Briefs is going to be starting up a YouTube channel. I am right now in the infancy process of it. So hopefully, probably within the next few weeks, I will have that YouTube channel up and running. And I'm excited about that. Because I will be able to kind of do a little bit more than just my spot here on the Northeast Professional Sports Show. Now, that being said, I also want to try to get on a few guests. I also want to try to get on some uh, some other people who cover the New York Jets, uh, some other podcasters who do shows. There are a lot of different shows out there. I'd like to try and get some people on to kind of give me their views and their takes as to what they thought of the 2023 season. So, and who knows? I may have a surprise or two for you guys. So you'll have to stay tuned to figure it out. So I'm excited about that. Obviously, with the YouTube channel, we'll probably start up a brand new YouTube page already. Already uh, 
Mission Briefs has a Facebook page, so if you get the opportunity, any shows that you miss, I always post the link there. So, that being said, I also try to post the link at whatever, with as many um, Jets pages as I belong to. I only belong to a few, to be honest with you. But I post them there, and I post them at a, a couple of other sports sites, so be sure to get the opportunity to go and check them out. And I also will be posting the YouTube information there as well. And hopefully with the YouTube channel, I'd like to be able to kind of get well, I'll have the ability to have people put comments in there. I want to try to see if there's a way that maybe I can find a way to take calls on the air. That's something I need to research. But I want to try to do a few things. So things in the coming weeks may seem a little bit clunky. They may seem a little bit rougher on the edges. But I promise you, by the start of the 2024, by the start of the 2024 season, hopefully we'll get shit ironed out and it'll be running like the well-oiled machine that it should run. So that being said, I'd like to thank everyone tonight for tuning in. I'd like to thank everyone who have tuned in all of this time to Weapon Top Mission Briefs uh, for the past few shows that we've been on NESSP. My name is CJ, the Painkiller D. Simone, and I am signing off for tonight. We will see you guys when we see you guys. Peace, love, go Jets. And we got a long off season ahead of us.